here we go. This is Happening with Mark Zito and Ryan Sampson. I'm Mark Zito. I'm Ryan Sampson. And this is Happening. Ryan, I can tell that you're, uh, I guess, still in a hotel room. Yeah, I just got done uh, with work today, and so I came back here to uh, pack up my stuff and maybe take a little nap and then go back home. Yeah, I just had to boost you up a little bit. So, like, but you're gonna when you say go back home, are you going to your apartment? No, to the lake. Okay, so you're just leaving the mice in your apartment at this point. Yeah, well, I've got to go back there to like get some stuff, mm-hmm. so I'll probably set some traps. But why? At this point, like you're, are you going to tell your landlord you're getting rid of the? First of all, by the way, everyone, I guess I bring this up that Ryan's still in the in the. Uh, um, you have to listen to yesterday's show. Okay, yeah, but but what I bring this up to say that Ryan's still in the hotel, and that's where you can hear the air. Oh, I can't shut it off. Uh, I know, like, I, I can just hear it. Yeah, but like I'll try to like you know like change the temperature on the thermostat to shut it off, but then it just switches from heat to cool or from cool to heat, depending on you know if and if you put it on the exact temperature, it's still just you can't really get it to stop. So well, anyway, so you're still there. Yes. Okay. You are spoken like somebody that doesn't travel as much as me, though, because like I've figured out now how to do it. I sometimes Google the uh, Google the thermostat see what like the override codes are and then do whatever I have to do to it. <laughs> I didn't think about that. That's a pretty good idea. Yeah, because that's what like a lot of times in hotels they're like set to be, you know, very like you can put it on certain temperatures but it won't actually go there and I'm always like fuck that. I want this to work. Um but sad news before we went before we recorded this today. Very sad news actually. Like normally uh celebrities die and I'm going to be honest, I don't really care. Uh, yeah. Norm Macdonald passed away, though. And, and that really, you heard my reaction. Like, I, you told me. I didn't hear it. It's very rare that someone actually breaks news to you. Mm-hmm. And you did today. Yeah, well, I got to see. Well, it was broken to me in a way that I was like, oh, no. I got, um, I got a text from a friend that said, fuck, Norm. And I was just like, oh, no. And I went on, I went on Twitter and I saw it was the number one trending topic. And I was like, no, 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 no. Uh... I was like hoping I was going to get to do a live reenactment of the Denzel Washington meme. But I just, uh, unfortunately, yeah, I guess Norm for like nine years had had what is being described as cancer and just, you know, dealt with it very privately. What did they say? What kind? Uh, just cancer. I'm on TMZ. Let me see. I'm, I'm reading Deadline here. Um, it's just cancer. They never say what kind. Does it I'm matter? Skimming. Are you going to oh. be like, oh, well. <laughs> no, but it sort of like tells you really. This, uh, uh, some are worse than others, I guess, is what I'm getting at. And sort of the struggle, what it might have been. Yeah, I mean, I, my, what I, I, I was kind of sad because we were supposed to have him on at one point, you, you and me, for some type of like dating app he was developing with a friend, and uh-huh. I was like, yeah, I'll have Norma, and then they're like, well, you have to have the creator of the dating app on with him, and I was like, we, we don't give a shit, of course, and this was during the pandemic, which I think would have been really interesting, and we just never got a, it, I even, it was one of the few guests that I even said on the show, I was like, we have Norm McDonald coming up next week, and then it got canceled, and I was like, that's why I never do that. Uh-huh. And um, I no, I went and I, and I too wish that I could have like really quick jumped back into the mashup archives and maybe we'll do this if I can find it. But dude, his his interview with us was just it, it was people always ask me and it's my least favorite question on the whole planet is anytime, every time it, it pretty much goes in this. Somebody will say like, "What do you do?" and I'm like, "Oh, I." do mornings on the top 40 station it's serious and they're like oh that's cool do you meet a lot of famous people yes who's your favorite like it's that series of questions every time i meet somebody and that's the thing is i always tell people i'm like you know i really don't have a favorite because it's work it's well it's it's work one and the and and there's so many people that are good that like it's the bad ones that always stand out more than the good ones right but like now sitting here thinking about it, I'm like Norm McDonald is one I probably should have been saying all these years because he really like it was a really memorable interview. 
Ryan, I love you, but I feel like the place you should replay the interview with Norm MacDonald is on The Mashup, not on our show. I feel like we would then just be airing an interview that The Morning Mashup did. Yeah, but then, then like, you see, if on the mashup, just by the nature of our format, it would have to be, like, a 30-second clip of it, whereas, like, it was a different mashup back then. Oh, really? What, was it more long form? Yeah. Our interviews would, our, our inter- the breaks, our normal breaks weren't, but our interviews were. So why can't you still do, you don't do that anymore? You don't do the longer interviews? Not as much, but also, too, when we did it, it was a long time ago, and I don't think that the Hits 1 audience now has any idea who Norm is. That's disappointing. They'd be like, guys, he's on TikTok. But, but the, uh, uh, Norm MacDonald had one of my favorite stand-up specials. Not only the material, but the name of it was me doing stand-up, which I just <laughs> thought was so fucking funny. I, it's, I, it's such a small thing, but I just think it's so hilarious that the name of the special was me doing stand-up. And I just love, you know, it's just, it was one of those celebrity deaths where I was like, oh, that sucks. I, I was really, because that's somebody that in my head, I really thought we were going to have on at some point, And he would right. be really fun. Because you never, I, I believe, didn't you or Nicole ask him a question that, that like, you on the air, you have to, you know, because you're on Top 40, you have to say weird ways to have sex or something. You're like, uh, was it like hanky-panky or something? And he was like, you, you mean know, fucking? What was no, it? I, I think it was I th- I'm pretty sure it did happen live and and he just had us cracking up like we were just we couldn't do the interview because we were laughing so hard at him and Nicole said oh my god are you funny all this time all, are you funny like this all the time like even when you're in bed and he just looked at her he's like you mean when I'm fucking <laughs> <laughs> and we completely lost it after that oh my god uh, well, anyway, Norm MacDonald. Literally, literally one of the funniest, funniest things I've ever done in my life was talk to Norm MacDonald. Norm MacDonald passed away from cancer at mm. 61 years old. And it's, it's just jarring, especially when a celebrity passes away and you find out that they, and, and, and you know, no one's under any, uh, any requirement to share anything. But it's sort of like when Chaz, Chadwick Boseman died. And I was just like, oh, wait, what? What? Yeah. All this yeah. time? And we didn't know? Well, also, too, Norm sort of got the the uh, the shaft because of O.J. Simpson, right? Well, what? Because he told... What do you mean? When he was fired from SNL? Yeah, because he wouldn't stop telling O.J. Simpson jokes, and the guy that was in charge of of NBC was, like, O.J.'s best friend. Yeah, I mean, that's that's true. But, but I mean, he's done a lot even since SNL. I mean, he, he, was, he was a regular guest on, you know, Letterman and Cone, all the late night shows. And he wrote for a ton of shows. I know that as well. But he also had, he had his, um, I think it, he had a, uh, a short run show on Comedy Central. It was like sport. It was like the daily show for sports. That was very funny. It was. Yeah, uh, but that's what I'm saying is that he was doing all those other things. But I think hadn't he been fired from Saturday Night Live, he'd be in the upper echelon of SNL alumni where he's not considered now. I mean, yeah, but you could almost argue. I feel and, and I'm, I was thinking of it literally was called Sports Show with Norm MacDonald. <laughs> so but you could almost consider I feel like he gets paid. He's held in higher regard than a lot of people who who are thought to be, you know, all-time SNL greats. People like Norm Macdonald is really one of those people that I feel like is a comics comic. They say that about people I feel like when they don't have massive success but everyone still <laughs> thinks they're hilarious. Hilarious. That's sort of what they do. But I, I think that that guy I, he was always funny. But but like no, I really I really think that if he hadn't been fired when you talk about John Belushi or Chris Farley or Will Ferrell or, you know, it, Norm MacDonald should be in that group. Instead, he's in a group of other people that were really good on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Like, he should be in the top top five to ten of all time. But he's not because he got fired. Because he made jokes about O.J. Simpson. Yeah, but I think that at least made him notorious in a way that was, uh, that was great. I'm trying to see if I can find that. Um, oh, let me see if I can find the Norm MacDonald O.J. Simpson joke. But because that was the reason that he uh, was ultimately, I guess, axed, you could say. He also had the a, a talk show on Netflix for a little bit. I don't that was that. very bizarre. Like the idea of Norm Macdonald getting a talk show was great. It sounded awesome in theory, but I remember it was like purposely unorganized and therefore very like a very strange watch. Okay, I, I seem to remember the guest list was very strange. Oh, I have this. Uh, hold on, Norm Macdonald, OJ. I know he like always made OJ jokes. Here's some of uh, 
Here's some of the ones from SNL. By the way, you can now purchase a bronze statue of the juice for only $3,395. And for an even five grand, you can buy one that Al Cowlings has kissed the ass of. <laughs> Al Cowlings, by the way, fitness. hold on. I feel, like, I feel like it needs to be paused no, there. No, it doesn't. You don't need to explain who Al Cowlings is. If you don't know, Google it. Come on. How old do you think our audience is? If I know, they should know. Do you think there's a lot of people under my age who listen to this show? I think that I think uh, I would hope so. I think it sounds even more ridiculous should... to explain who Al Cowlings is. Why? He was like a minor character in something that happened 30 years ago. He's not a he minor was, he character. Was, he was too. He was a bit part. He was in the show for like five minutes. I, I even, mean, even on the even on the remake Ryan Murphy did. He was only in one episode. I mean, I know who he is. Shouldn't that? That's sort of how I how I judge it. <laughs> If you know what everyone else should. Well, kind of. I was fucking seven when that happened. So, yeah. If we were were back at Shorty's. Yeah, where we used to do bar trivia. Yeah. And Adam asked the question, who drove the white Bronco? Yeah. Would every would would we be because because he would give out shots to everyone in the bar if every team got it right. Mm hmm. So would he have given out shots? No. How many teams would how many and and how many teams are playing? Ten. Yeah. I think 50 percent get it. All right, so five teams. So so half our audience doesn't know that he drove the Bronco. They're fucking, they, they could Google it. I don't know. Yeah, I, they I just could, feel, but then also, and I could just say, you know, the guy that drove the Bronco. I just feel like this is an interesting, now we're on a little bit of a tangent, because I feel like, I, you know, it's the trial of the century. Now, granted, it was last century, but I feel like all these people are well-known people. Christopher Darden. Is it Marsha Gay Clark or Harden? See, Marsha Marsha Gay Clark is like an an author, right? Marsha Gay Harden is an actress. Marsha Clark was the prosecutor for the O.J. Simpson trial. Whatever, she fucking lost, (laughs) so that's on her. Dude, when I was working at Hits One, Mm -hmm. when when the Kardashians became famous, Mm -hmm. people had to explain to me that their father was O.J.'s lawyer. I thought I knew the whole cast. Well, Robert Kardashian, yeah, but he was he was a low he wasn't a lawyer. I thought he was like a friend. He was a lawyer. Yeah, he was one of a he was on the dream team. I just remember when he had to give that press conference, it was like, we got this note from OJ that is, <laughs> let's be honest, very clearly a suicide letter. <laughs> and they're like, OJ, wherever you are, and then he had to be like, I didn't do it. I just wrote that letter and acted very much like I was going to kill myself because you know. I, 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 I just, I, I didn't do it. Anyway, all right, sorry. A couple more Norm jokes about OJ, and then we'll, we'll move on. But uh, right. Johnny Cochran, would you explain who he was? Mm, yeah, he was one of OJ's lawyers. He was the one with the glove. Okay. Video was released this week, and hitting the shelves next week, Simpsons' newest video, Dorf on Stocking. <laughs> Should we explain who Dorf is? I don't understand that one. See, Dorf is Dorf. Uh, Tim Conway, who was was he on like Mary Tyler, the Mary Tyler Moore show? Yes, I thought he was like Carol Burnett. Carol Burnett. Yeah, he's like part of that group of comedians okay. at that time. OK. And he had a character called Dorf and Dorf was like two and a half feet tall. And it was basically like him and like a like if you look up Dorf and it, it was all sorts of like Dorf on this. And it would like it would be it, they were sort of like Mr. Bean videos. OK. You know, maybe these jokes aren't exactly going to hit, considering they're 30 years old. <laughs> they're very time-sensitive. But Norm MacDonald, uh, rest in peace. He was one of my favorite comedians, uh, dead today. Okay, so, so 61. Robert Shapiro. Okay, Is we're Robert... back to this, yes. Yeah. I mean, I know that now because of the context in which we are talking about it. OJ yeah, but is he now more famous? Like, if you said Robert Shapiro, would you say OJ Dream Team lawyer or LegalZoom.com founder? Oh, I feel like people would probably say LegalZoom. What yeah. about, how about this? Dershowitz. Crazy o- law professor. Yeah, OJ lawyer or, like, Stop the Steal or whatever the fuck, <laughs> or Epstein Island or whatever he got involved in, allegedly. I think we were off, or did we talk about him and Larry David yelling at each other in the parking lot? Did you read that? Oh, no. I, I, we never talked about it. Did you read it? I read that they got in a fight or some shit. 
it's the most Larry David thing like ever. It's it's hysterical. So what happened and, and there? You have to actually. I'll exp- I'll do a I'll do a like an overview of what happened uh-huh. if you want to Google the transcript. Why would we not do this the other way? What this is. I, no, because see, this because is way you're worse gonna say, than bringing up a, a fucking. Uh, exp- uh, I'll look it up. Um, you're gonna say that it's so ridiculous that it can't be true, and then you're gonna read it, and it's more ridiculous. Is that they ran into each other at some little grocery store in Martha's Vineyard, and they came out yelling at each other. And Dershowitz is like, "Larry, you can still talk to me." And Larry's like, "No, I can't. No, I can't." Oh, I see. Not it. Okay. after that guy. And then, and then Larry drove away, and Dershowitz ripped off what he was wearing and had a T-shirt underneath it that said, "Like it's the Constitution, stupid," or something like that. Like he was ready to be heckled. Okay. Okay. Page six. Strongly. Uh, okay. This is from page six. Dershowitz. We can still talk, Larry. And then Larry was like, no, no, we really can't. I saw you. I saw you with your arm around, uh, who is it, Mike Pompeo? Yes. Uh, it's disgusting. He's my former student. I greet all my former students that way. I can't greet my former students. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. You're disgusting. Added the stunned source. Larry walks away. Alan takes off his T-shirt to reveal another T-shirt underneath it that says, it's the Constitution, stupid. <laughs> He went out that day ready to be heckled. Yeah, apparently Dershowitz and, and Larry had been uh, Larry David had been friends for years uh, until he started working with the Trump campaign. Good, good. People make choices and people go in different directions. This is what I have a question. How crazy into like right wing politics would I have to get before you were like, I can't host this show with you anymore? Um, it wouldn't take that much. Really, I, mean, I don't know. It, well, it depends on it depends on where you were, um, whether or not we could still talk about it. Okay, okay. As long as as long as there was like a discussion, maybe. But also, I have a feeling that that it that it, like you probably wouldn't go too well. I don't think it would go well because sometimes we talk about liberal issues, and you're a shitbag to me. So I I feel <sighs> like. You're just very liberal. You're liberal. You love liberal things so much. You're so liberal that you just can't. You get all. You get all hot and bothered by it. Uh, speaking of very liberal events, the Met Gala. What is the Met Gala about? Because I know you had a lot of famous people interviews today, and I would imagine that you were talking about the Met Gala, which occurred. You guys hear this Wednesday morning, so it occurred Monday night. What? What, uh, what is it about? Can I tell you what I think it is? Okay. So Anna Wintour, right? Anna Wintour, right. Winter, Wintour, An- Anna Wintour. She's like some old broad that's like really big into fashion. And Vogue magazine is that her? Yeah. And some other ones maybe. Is she Condé Nast or is that I, someone else? Condé Nast owns Vogue, I think. Okay, so there's there's her, and she's like a Devil Wears Prada type, and or the one Devil Wears Prada was actually based off of. Yes. So you got her, and she throws a party. And she decides who can come. And it's called the Met Gala. And if so, you go, you have to dress like a ridiculous asshole. <laughs> Otherwise, people are like, that was... And people say things like, this was a bold fashion choice. But there's really yes. no rhyme or reason to it. Um, so I'm looking up to see... Oh, wait, there we go. Uh, oh, okay, 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 okay. I'm just verifying all this information. I always knew it was a charity thing, and I wanted to figure out for who. And it's to benefit the Metropolitan Museum of Arts Costume Institute in New York City. Okay. That's just a, a, a costume house. Right. The, the Met Gala is one of the most notable sources of funding for the Institute with contributions anticipated. Contributions, to, yes. Contributions anticipated to surpass $200 million in total after 2000, the 2019 event and a Wintour's assuming the chairmanship. Oh, okay. So since I can't read or this is written very poorly. Since she's Both. been, since Anna Wintour has been the chairman of this Institute mm-hmm. since 2005 yeah i'm sorry 95 they've raised 200 okay. million dollars i have they've raised 200 million dollars since 1995 as yes. opposed to your initial report which was since 2005 the contributions have been up to 200 million dollars <laughs> the contributions came from the lilliputians yes all right yeah. so basically there's a fundraiser but how do the funds get raised like lil nas x was there dressed as like a fucking robot or c3po or something <laughs> And so he does he have to pay to go because I, I the yes, whole thing you're buying is, you're buying tables I think but you also have to be invited right 
Probably yes. So that's the whole thing because I read that celebrity gossip Instagram account Demois and the whole thing was who's going to make the cut. I guess it's very tough to make the cut. And what I've figured out is there would be a greater chance, I think, of you and I winning an Oscar than being invited to this thing. Probably. But do you think once we won an Oscar, we would get invited? No, even then, because look at like, think about all the people, you know, that are famous that weren't invited. So many. So I don't Lil think Nas, Lil Nas X said that it was not C3PO. What was it? He he didn't know, but it wasn't C3PO. Just Montero the robot. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he 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 um because uh, I asked him about it and he said it was not C3PO. Okay, so what did you learn about the Met Gala today? Well, one thing that Nicole kept asking over and over again this morning on the mashup was, do they eat at the Met Gala? Like, is there a meal? And he said that there is. So that was that was good to know. I know it was in multiple interviews, but I like to imagine that she just kept asking him that. Like she was like, Lil Nas X, do you eat? <laughs> Lil Nas X, if we could if we could go back for a second, is there food at the Met Gala? And somebody'd be like, Can somebody get Nicole an egg sandwich? Jesus Christ. <laughs> She's hungry. Um yeah, but he he did he did say he was invited and he was very surprised, but he thought it's because he's he's embraced by the fashion world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, did he give any thought to just wearing a suit as opposed to a an armored, gold-plated, whatever the fuck that was? No, he wore three things. You didn't see it? Ryan, this is going to shock you. I didn't. I, uh, oh, my God. I thought about caring. I briefly, I briefly sat home and I said, what would it be like if I gave a shit about this? And I, I pondered that for a moment. Then I just did literally <laughs> anything else. I, all I saw was like some unveiling of him. Like if you're wearing something that requires people to present you, yeah. you're an asshole. It's a stupid thing. Okay, so first he came out wearing like a fur, like uh, it, it, he looked like a costume that the king from the land of make-believe used to wear. Again, see, like, can you imagine? And look, I, I say this is somebody who is a behind-the-scenes person on all these, you know, serious XM events, but... Can, can you imagine you're like, all right, what is your job today? It's like, well, you have to make sure that this 20-something-year-old uh, uh, gay rapper dressed as a, uh, a robot person and or king gets into this fancy person party and, and <laughs> present him with all his garments and gowns and show him to the crowd. And you're like, what? Like, I, I'm a person with, like, the people who took part in this, they have kids. Like, they're the man in somebody's life. Yeah. Sounds insane, doesn't it? So so he took he took the 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 uh, the land of make believe king's cape off mm-hmm. and then was the C3PO. Yep. And then he took that off and there was like a sequined gold and black bodysuit. Again. Again. I know that this is a fashion party or whatever it's supposed to be. But if somebody came if I had a party at my house and I put out some buffalo chicken dip and some tortilla chips and some beers and you came over and you changed outfits 3 times on your way in <laughs> just on the entrance I would be like Ryan what the fuck are you doing if don't you wore we more than one jacket to, I'd be confused Don't we know someone whose ex-wife used to do that Who did that <laughs> We'll talk later Um well, what did she used to do she used to change Yeah I don't even know who we know that has an ex-wife Oh. I have an ex-wife. Oh, right. I mean, she, I think, <laughs> is it a talk show person? They have a talk show. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, maybe she did do that. Yeah. She was nice. Um, no, but, but the, 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 the idea that, so it's like you, you wear all this shit, and then you go inside, and is there a DJ? Is it fun inside? It's in the, it's at, it's at the Met, right? <laughs> yeah, it's at the Met. I, I, dude, I, it's, see, I mean, Kim Kardashian wore a sock. I don't know if you saw that. She wore like a uh, uh, like a Kanye type thing with her face completely covered, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. It looked like she was just wearing a full sock. I think I would um, wear a trench coat and and do the mangina. That's what I would do. And I would be like, "This is my <laughs> this is my take on current society because we're all men but also treated like women." <laughs> they'd be like, "Whoa." Whoa, Mark Zito at the Met Gala. Yeah. But it's it's like if one person tells you, like people wear ridiculous shit, right? And there's no rhyme or reason to it. And if one person says to you, that's amazing, then another person goes, you're right, that is amazing. But if the first person says, that's shit, then everyone's the like, that is shit. Says, right. Like Dan Levy was dressed like a, like a globe or something with dudes kissing on the front. I mean, does does anyone have to explain social media to you? Isn't that sort of the way social media goes? I guess. Yeah. Did you did you have a what would you wear to the Met Gala? 
I would probably, I mean, definitely uh, imagine like if a disco ball and a tuxedo had a child. That's what you'd wear? Like that. Yeah. Uh, why wouldn't you just dress normal? Do they not let you in? Wouldn't it be well, like yeah, such that's a the thing is you probably can't just dress normal and get in. Why not? Wouldn't it be like a rebellious thing? Think about all the news you'd make if you just showed up in jeans and, and nice, nice sneakers. It would be like trying to go to a club and they turned you away. You'd be, you'd be I, famous. I was thinking more like camo cargo shorts and, and a short sleeve button down. Okay. Yeah. Re- or, or um, here's, here's what you could do. You could wear that short sleeve button down camo cargo shorts. And you could carry a sign that says unvaccinated. And everyone would be yes. like, whoa. <laughs> Ryan Samson's oh, making a statement. What, AOC? Oh. No, why would no? Are you kidding me? Nicki Minaj. What did she wear? I didn't even see it. Oh my God, Nicki Minaj didn't go. Mark, where are you? Oh, she Holy. didn't go. What? Because of her? Because of her testicle friend? Yes. Okay. Well, what does that have to do with the Met Gala? Because because I think she like was invited, but she didn't go because she wasn't vaccinated. Oh, did and you the have to be she vaxxed wasn't to go? Vaccinated is because her cousin's friend's balls swelled up. Yes. Uh, if you follow Nicki Minaj on Twitter, she was basically telling people to not get the vaccine or really look into getting the vaccine because uh, her cousin's friend's balls swelled up and he was going to get married and then his wife left him or his fiance left him. Hold on. Let me try to find the actual Because what it really sounded like was he got an STD perhaps by cheating on his fiance and then said it was the COVID vaccine. My cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision. Not bullied. Not bullied? Not bullied. Okay. I don't think that that's a side effect for the vaccine. Nicki Minaj, balls back, <laughs> but anytime someone says, I have a cousin who has a friend, like you instantly like discount that information, right? Oh yeah. That's like, well, that's the, that's, you know, and that's going to lead us into, uh, this will lead us into something else, but it's, it's at, like anytime there's kind of an attack or something or early in the coronavirus days where they were like, listen, I got a friend, a, a friend of mine's a nurse at a, at a, uh, a friend of mine, a, co- a friend of yeah. my cousin, she's a nurse at a hospital right. you know, downtown. Cindy's friend, you know, Cindy, anyway, she says that the, you can, you can get the virus from toilet seats and, and also by, by drinking tainted grape juice. And everyone's she like, whoa, also, shit, what? She also helped deliver twins once and their names were Orangelo and Lamangelo. <laughs> That'd be funny. I'd be in You've on that. you never heard that urban legend before? No. Definite urban legend that gets around. It's sort of funny. Marangelo? Orangelo and Lamangelo. Why? Is that, what's Orange the joke? Orange jello and lemon jello. I don't even get that. Oh, okay. That's a, it's that's like a, an urban legend that people that I've ter- that people have told me more than once that they knew somebody who worked at a hospital and a woman had twins and she named them Orangelo and Lamangelo. That's weird. Never heard that urban urban legend in my life. As soon as I type orange, see it comes right up. Hold on, let's see what it. Let's see. Um, let's see. Is it okay? I I once knew a set of twins. Here it is, right here. It's on. Is this a Reddit? Um, I once knew a set of twins named Orangelo and Lamangelo. No, you didn't. This comes up every time. You also don't know a la la. It's just some message board. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, Met Gala. Have we exhausted everything you wanted to say about the Met Gala? We're talking about orange jello, so probably. Did they, did, so was there food inside though? Did Nicole get to the bottom? No, he, yeah, there was food. Anyone else have any interesting things you learned about the Met Gala today? Any, what celebrities did you talk to today? Today we had uh, the Kid Leroy who did not go to the Met Gala. The Kid Leroy. Not Kid Leroy, right? Right. Did you ask him about that? Yeah, we, we, we definitely. And, and I think his response was, my, my name's Carlton, man. No, it's clearly not, dog. Because um, <laughs> I haven't seen fucking Carlton singing with, with Miley Cyrus. <laughs> My no, he's actually pretty. I like him. I like him. Okay, good. You would like him. You would like him. I would like him. I would like this seventeen-year-old boy. That's I, who I, I'd I hang mean, out with. You might. You. You probably will like him in five years. Okay. He might. When be I'm a, a too... when I'm a forty-year-old dad of a five-year-old, and he's a twenty-two-year-old, I'm sure we'll have a lot in common, Ryan. Oh Jesus. 
I know who I am, all right? Like, right now, I'd be like, hey, Kid Leroy. Like, Kid Leroy has probably done way more dope shit in his life than I ever have, and he's 17. He's 18. He just turned 18. Oh, all right then. Never mind. Now it makes sense, and I feel much better about it. <laughs> Although, he did basically get really famous in a pandemic, right? Yeah. That that must make the groupie situation pretty rough. Uh, well, if you he has a girlfriend, so I don't think it matters. Can't make a wife out of a hoe. Yes, that, that is hoe, true. No. That is that yeah. is a song he sings. Before, well, the other day we talked to just before the Met Gala, we talked to to Dixie and Charlie D'Amelio. Don't know who they are. are. They TikTok people. Yes, they are the number. I believe the number one and number two is most followed. That people the on TikTok? chick that did something mean to somebody on Thanksgiving and everyone acted like she was a piece of shit. It, I can't remember that. I, I really don't know the TikTokers as much. It might be. Okay, good. Good interview research. I feel like that would have come up. No, not the <laughs> negative stuff. Oh, never the negative stuff. All right, yes. Um, but, but there was a rumor that they were both invited, right? Mm. And that they were sitting apart from each other. But um, apparently, what, one of them's not even old enough to go. So, so they weren't like they actually weren't invited? At all. Yeah, they're like, we aren't invited at all. Oh, so that's good. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you, you do have to get invited, but most of this stuff, I guess, is just it. It just sounds. I, I listen. I've never talked to anybody past like they take the pictures. It almost seems like they take the pictures and then leave. I know they don't, but it's what it feels. I think like a lot of people do because they leave out of the Carlisle Hotel in New York, and and they they then they start keeping track of who comes back early or something. Yeah. Yeah. Which the people that go to the Met Gala. And get their photo taken and get the fuck out. Those are my type of people. Because what you're telling me is this is a work night for you. You're not there to party. You're there to get the photo, make the news, and say, all right, I've done what I came here to do. I I appreciate that. I made a contribution. Got out. I appreciate that. Should. Something I don't appreciate or don't know how to handle, I guess. And and I think we talked about this last year, but I noticed it a lot this year, especially with, with it being the 20th anniversary. Is there a day people try and make more about them than 9-11 follow-up question is 9-11 about all of us because i don't know if it is but i noticed with the 20th anniversary of 9-11 over the weekend and of course you know i'll admit uh ryan i did a very deep dive I did a deep dive into 9-11 stuff I didn't know. Not like I'm going to be like, those buildings, they did not come down with the jets. I meant like I did a deep dive into certain 9-11 stuff and photos and stuff I've never seen that got so weird and bummed me out so much that I had to like watch television before I went to bed. Like, you know when you got to like buffer it out? Yes. So I, there was like, I made it to this subreddit that was like morbid curiosity or something. And a lot of photos I'd never seen. And then I somehow stumbled onto the Kobe Bryant autopsy report. Don't oh, do Jesus. that, by the way. Oh, Jesus. Don't do that. Although, I mean, this isn't really funny, but but one thing I'd like to point out is, so I was reading the Kobe Bryant autopsy report, which I'd never seen before. And Kobe, unfortunately, because, you know, it's a massive helicopter crash. That shit's really bad. He was basically, like, cut in half. Ooh. And his he had a, 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 a like a hole in his head more or less that his his brain fell out of. Okay. Because I guess I guess when you see a brain, it's it's normally like calcified, and in yeah. reality, like if you put a hole in your skull, like your brain would leak out. I, I guess understand. I understand. Yeah, yeah. And I was talking to Sarah about this the next morning, and Sarah's like, "Well, I mean, I understand the the body cut in half thing," and I was like, "Are you?" And I knew right away. I was like. Do you do you think that happened because it was a helicopter crash? And I could see her starting to be like, yes. yes. And I was like, are you under the impression that when you're in a helicopter crash, the helicopter propellers chop through everyone on board? And she was just like, okay, all right. I see how that's probably not what happened, but but also not impossible. I mean, yes, but but that's not why. I think it's more when you fly into a mountain. Yeah, right. Or it could have been another part of the helicopter that did it. His seatbelt, actually, probably. Yeah. So, regardless, why are we talking about this? Well, because it, it led to my. It was part of my nine eleven research on like where I just ended up with like looking at some horrible stuff, and I I felt obviously it's a day that I feel very terrible about, and especially twenty years later, it's weird to be like that's something that you know my daughter's going to learn about that I was very much here for. 
Yes. However, every single person, it's like I found that I know the mantra is never forget, but every single person posts a photo and just writes either never forget or they write a ridiculous story about themselves. It always starts off with, I was. Yeah, it's like, I remember we were in Mr. O'Halloran's yes. seventh grade biology class. <laughs> and I looked up and I could just tell by the way he was writing on the blackboard that something wasn't right. And from then, it was a whirlwind. By the end of the day, every teacher had a TV in their room. We weren't even learning. Instead, we were calling our loved ones and learning what would be our no, new reality in the war on terror. And now we take our shoes off before we get on an airplane. But I'll never forget. And it's like, what? What? What are you doing? This is not... like. And it's like... And it's somebody... And I mean this not with respect, but also not with disrespect. It's somebody that grew up in fucking Kansas. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's like, right. you didn't even know anyone. And I understand this was a scary time. Like, like, if I'm being quite honest, as a child, I was never particularly worried about terrorist attacks because I lived in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. Yes. And yes. I had the wherewithal to be like, ah, probably, they're probably not coming here like my wife sarah she grew up in manhattan i understand that that's a different level of concern and a different level of fear and when i see all these people it, it just strikes me as you're not really remembering you're trying to be like look how good i'm being does that make yep. sense yep yep that's no but that's what a lot of social media posts are i mean it, it, it's it's taking it's 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 all of them are, are wanting attention like, like I, I couldn't bring myself to post a never forget because everyone following me that would see that, like, do I think they fucking forgot? Do I think they don't know what day it is? Do I think they've seen it nowhere else? <laughs> no, but you're really putting it up there to say, look, I didn't forget. Yeah, look at me. I still care. If, if, they, had had, if they had had Instagram in, like, 1970, would this have been a Pearl Harbor thing that people did? Or is this more, do you think, about the meanness of society now? Like, the hey, look at me. Would everyone just turn their, their profile picture green with infamy across it? That's what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. Do you mm -hmm. think that would be a thing or do you think that's more a commentary in today's society? No, I, I well, I think whenever social media happened, this it would have happened like that. Yeah. Interesting. But, but you, yeah, it's it's I never participate in any of these things. I don't know. I just I, I'm not a big social media celebrator of anything. And it's not because I, I don't believe in the certain things. It's just because I, I just feel like it's always an inappropriate place to display it. But then it's sort of like the Seinfeld episode with uh, Kramer not wearing the ribbon. I don't know if that's a 30 reference I should explain, but the... No, but but you don't have to... I, listen, I don't know the episode, but I get the reference you're talking about. Where I sort of feel like, okay, if I don't post it, do people think I don't care about 9-11? That, that's exactly what I'm saying, yes. By even calling this out, do I seem like I don't care? Right. Because that's not what I'm trying to put forth. It's more just every person. I I almost, and, and I know that you can't, you can't put a radius on grief and you can't put a, you know, you can't tell people how to feel about something. But every person that's like, uh, in fact, I would argue that 9-11, there's a lot of good that came out of 9-11 as far as, um, uh, I do remember that time where it, it was like early pandemic where everyone was wondering how everyone was doing and looking out for each other, you know? Right. But the counter argument to that is I think it would be very easy to say that 9-11 very nearly, if not almost certainly did, make an entire generation of kids somewhat xenophobic. Yeah. Uh, no, I would listen. I would say I, I remember the times very differently. Like some people would say that it united us and brought us all together. And I would I, that's not exactly wrong. But what united us and brought us together, I was never happy with because it was a lot of hate. Yeah, it was and, like, oh, that person's wearing a turban. Do I need to look out for them? Yeah. And 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 so like it was it was it was a it was a double sad time for me, you know, because it, it brought on it. It's still I don't think it's ended. We're still there. Oh, we're still there, and if anything, it's it, it. I think every you know, as is everything, like everything's politicized to you know a nine eleven. Like I actually saw, I think it was comedian Chris DiStefano, because somebody posted this, somebody I follow that posted it, and it was like, say it again for people in back, 
and it was him basically being like, "Listen, 9/11's coming up. I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put an American flag on the front of my apartment, and if you feel that the American flag isn't a symbol of freedom, blah blah blah, like shut the fuck up, put the flag up." And I was like, "No one feels this way. This is the we can't yes. say Merry Christmas argument of patriotism, right? Like what?" Like, I mean, it's like, I'm sure. Is there a small segment of the population that feels like the American flag is a symbol of oppression? Sure. Sure. Has it been conflated with kneeling for the anthem and all that shit? Yes. Yep. Yep. But, but like, no one no one is looking at people putting up American flags on 9-11 and being like, how dare they? Uh, listen, you know that I want to get on the bandwagon and I want more people to shame you for wearing flag shorts and you sitting your sweaty fat ass on the flag. Yeah. It's the same people that are like, respect the flag, are coughing their COVID germs into it. Exactly. It's so, a face mask. Right. I, I, I wish that, uh, that, that, that people would shame more of that. Like, like the American flag is something you sit, you sit your ass on is offensive to me. But, you know, that's okay. But anyway, this is just, I just, it was like really hitting me on the, uh, on the anniversary. I was like, wow, everyone. And then it's just like, Okay, so then what? Like, yes, you remember it. I remember it. We were all around. Do you think, do you, and, and now the weird, not the weird thing, but, I, and I don't think I realized it at the time. I think I realize it now more as an adult that the, the wildest thing about that is I think it, I think 9-11 desensitized me. And I say me, and I mean that as a child. So I guess a lot of children just to a lot of shit. Like, I remember that, that happened when I was, when I was, almost 14 okay so i was just sort of like oh like i even remember going home that day and say but now i'm doing it by the way but the the <laughs> i remember going Bringing home, it back to you uh, but but it, it's going to speak to my larger point i think is i remember going home that day and be and basically kind of being like wow that was you know as, as a fort as a 13 year old say like saying to my dad like that was fucked up you know, like, and then I thought it was weird that QVC and other channels were completely off the air, like, in remembrance. And yeah. I was like, w- why? This is, like, I, like on some level, I just thought this was something that could happen. And it made something like this seem, at least at the age that it happened to me, I don't want to say commonplace, but I was sort of like, yeah, I, I guess, you know, that's a thing. I mean, do you think, or do you think that's because of 9-11? Or do you think that that's because you saw Die Hard too many times? No, I think it's because of nine eleven. Honestly, because really? I because I would I would think that it's more that you saw a lot of disaster movies and then watched a disaster and go, oh, that must be true. No, I didn't really see a lot. I mean, myself specifically, I think it was more like, oh wow, that that happened, and then you know the vigilance surrounding it, as far as you know how we're going to change airport security, how we're going to do this, how there's lists, how there's the Patriot Act. I sort of just thought, like, wow, well, I guess this is going to start happening all the time because we're really fucking looking for it now. Like, the I amount mean, of guard up you had to have was such yeah, but that— you, you're just going to get me, like, all back to that time again. So as you said, like, the airport security, but it just so pissed me off back then that they made it easier for the terrorists. Like, I know. Like, well, you've been making this argument for uh, years. You're not wrong. But, yes, now the line's just back— You didn't need to get a bomb on the plane anymore. You just needed to go stand in a long security line with it. Mm. Because they don't check for bombs there. It's true. You know, whatever. Anyway. uh, Uplifting. It's a weird 9-11 remembrance as much as I I guess it's like, look, if you you remember things how you got to remember them. But if you're posting just a photo of the World Trade Center and writing never forget on your Instagram story, uh, shut the fuck up. Like, it's like, I we know. Yeah, you don't need to be that rough. You can say it's not for you, but let's not let's not go and and you know criticize too many people for that day. I think it's here, here's all right. It's it, what, what listen. That's innocuous. I guess is my point. If you were ten when nine eleven happened, how could you forget? Yeah, you can't remember. No, it's not that you can't remember. It's saying like how could your whole life was just society making adjustments to this one day? True. I don't. So it's it's it seems redundant to who are you reminding? <laughs> but I guess it's just what everybody says. So it's not necessarily like they're trying to get a message across. They're just trying to be on the same bandwagon as everybody else, saying I'm here. All right. Okay. Anyway, Ryan, uh, take us home. What, what do we got? So there's a thing that came out today. Um, the Wall Street Journal published a thing that apparently they got a hold of like some internal Facebook research. 
Oh, okay. And they can they say tell that how they... many times I've actually looked at profiles of girls I used to sleep with? Because that would be very bad for me. It'd, it'd be a lot, yeah. Um, uh, but apparently they they uh, here one of the thing from. Uh, let me make sure I'm reading the right thing. Basically, they said that they know that Instagram is bad for teenage girls, that they know it's toxic, that it causes body dysmorphia, yeah. and they have studies to, to prove it. Okay. It's basically it's basically like, it, to me, this feels like when the proof, when tobacco companies, when, when they started getting hold of proof that tobacco companies knew that to- smoking caused lung cancer. Yeah, but so you think that we're going to get rid of Instagram? I don't know that we're going to get rid of Instagram, but I, I hope that this is taken in the same way as um, we just figured out. Or we know that the people selling you cigarettes know that it gives you lung cancer. Yeah, but th- this could be said about so many businesses. So uh, many businesses no, in no, America. No, 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 dude. Come on. You really don't think that it's that it's you think that social media is good for a teenager? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying there's oh. so many businesses that know that their product is ultimately bad. Yeah. So in that case, but it, but but well, it depends on the level of bad, right? By Fox like that News. sense, what Fox News? Fair. I was going to say Dairy Queen. Okay, McDonald's. Right. So, but, but that's but, like that. That's a lot different than than I think about something that pot- could potentially kill you. Okay, wait. So where? There, See, this is where I disagree. I don't think that Instagram is as bad as cigarettes. Cigarettes actually can give you cancer. Looking at Instagram doesn't do anything to you. You make all the choices from that point on. Well, I guess, I guess, I guess what I would say is the suicide rate linked to social media higher or lower than the incidence of lung cancer and death linked to smoking. I don't know the answer, but it's an interesting question. I mean, yeah, as much as you just like kind of throwing shit at the wall there by being like i don't <laughs> I'd know really be curious does to know, the though, vaccine because... make you grow a dick out of your forehead i don't have research but somebody should check that out you know well no but i'm saying if you knew if you knew that question if you knew the answer to that question yes but i i, I don't think that it's even i don't one i don't know how you track that and how you can tie a suicide directly to social media in every case as much as it could be just tied to one the glorification of of dead kids sometimes like peak right. you know it's, but that's like a copycat thing that's what they've said you know i i don't believe and again correct me if you think i'm wrong but i i don't believe in the 60s that somebody's initial response to bullying was to kill themselves two two or th- sorry do you think 32 uh, no, but it, it happens. That's, yeah, but you yeah. don't think it happens more now? I really don't know. Okay, I'd, I'd say it's happening more now. I'd say yeah, it is. That's what I'm saying. So, so like, there's it, it, that can't be blamed solely on social media. There's societal changes as well. Thirty-two percent of teen girls said that when they felt bad about their bodies, Instagram made them feel worse. The researchers said in a March 2020 slide presentation posted to Facebook's internal message board reviewed by the Wall Street Journal. Comparisons on Instagram can change how young women view and describe themselves. We make body image issues for women worse. I'm sorry. We make body image issues worse for one in three teen girls, said one slide from 2019, summarizing research about teen girls who experience the issues. Teens blame Instagram for incre- uh, teens blame Instagram for increases in the rate of anxiety and depression, said another slide. Oh God! The sitting in this was- board meeting must have been a fucking bummer. <laughs> the reaction was unprompted and constituted across, or, or yeah, constituted across all groups. They would have they would have presented this so, information to me, and I would have been like, "Anyone uh, want to get a smoothie?" It's just teen, teens blame Instagram. This it's actually I got to read that again and make sure I, I get it right. Yes. And, or the, the the teens blame Instagram for increases in the rate of anxiety and depression. The reaction was unprompted and consistent across all groups. Can I give an old man take here? Yeah. All right, these teens uh, blame Instagram. They don't blame themselves for not getting rid of Instagram. <laughs> They don't blame like it's like what the fuck? No one, no one made you look at Instagram. I'm You're not saying, saying Instagram's Insta- a scapegoat for their for their other problems. Well, sort of. Like, like, like there's a re- now if you want to put an age limit on it, fine. Like, there's a reason. It's like, oh, uh, alcohol is, is is probably the biggest cause of teen drunk driving accidents. It's like, yeah, well, they're not supposed to have it. So, uh, what the fuck? Among 
among teens who reported suicidal thoughts, 13% of British users and 6% of American users traced the desire traced the desire to kill themselves to Instagram. How did how That's, what fucking survey was this that Instagram this is, an, did? This is an internal Facebook I, I survey. I understand. I understand. If I was Mark Zuckerberg, who's ever in charge of Instagram, I'd be like, "Hey, uh, look, I guess it's good that we know this now, but can we can we uh, maybe stop commissioning studies that ask teens if our product is making them want to well, kill themselves? That should be a sign. If you're commissioning studies saying, hey, does my product make you want to kill yourself? You should know you have a problem. What the did the other 94% like, say? Oh, it's just a mean shit my dad instilled in me since I was little. Uh, 6% were like, no, it was this app. Um, that's pretty sick. That dude, 13%, 6%. I mean, that's 13% in the UK. That's still significant. It doesn't matter where it is. That's what is the other 87? What are those companies? <sighs> Jesus, I'm saying anything above 0.5% seems like it's too One much. One was just Bed Bath & Beyond. And they're like, oh, shit, we didn't even know we were going to show up on this. <laughs> I don't know. I, dude, I just... I uh, TikTok must be like, as far as we know, we're not making anyone uh, kill themselves, and that's why we are the safe choice. Yeah, they haven't um, done they haven't done the, the research yet. Unless Logan Paul's walking through a forest somewhere, then in which case I don't know, dude. Know. I just I've I've always said and people people call me crazy, but I think letting uh, like your your teenager have a social media account is no different from handing them a pack of reds. I've heard you say that before, but again, so if that's fine, if you get your kid an Instagram account, you're doing it. So it sounds more like, as opposed to arguing that we should shut down Instagram, or I don't really know where you're going for it, but it sounded like you want to just abolish social media. (laughs) More, more should be some type of age limit, no? Yeah, I was. Well, I I think it should be pretty much self-policed. But I would. I'm just saying, I would never, uh, you know, hand hand over an Instagram account or a TikTok account to someone young. Yeah, uh, but that's fine. But again, is, is is it's on Instagram to police their own product for this? Like, you think about how America works. Companies always want to make money. It's it's got to if you there's something like this going to happen. They have this research, but they're clearly not going to do anything about Absolutely. it unless they were having the meeting to try and change things. Yeah, I mean, rewriting algorithms is really hard. It probably is. <laughs> I'm saying, but they, they they could rewrite the algorithms. And then what? It would be like you'd, you'd show up. And, I don't even know how that works. Anyway, we got to get out of here. We can pick this up another time. Ryan, any thoughts before we get out of here? Nope, that'll be it. Be here tomorrow. Bye. Bye.